This is The Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, The Mitch Gray Show. What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to The Mitch Gray Show. Another great episode planned for you today. I am your host, Mitch Gray small business consultant and author of How to Hire and Keep Great People. Before I forget, the book is available everywhere you order books. So I always invite people to go to their local bookstore first and order it there. If not, go online, wherever you order books, the book's available. So um, it will teach you how to build a team and design a culture of empowerment and have some fun while you're doing it. So on my show today, a repeat guest. I don't do that terribly often. And uh, I'm really excited about this conversation He was on episode 72. We talked about raising your frequency and mindset. Ken Attard, welcome back to the Mitch Gray Show, my friend. Thanks for having me back, Mitch. I feel honored. (laughs) Hey. You know what I I love about um, this podcast? And this has been my experience since I started podcasting, gosh, eight or nine years ago, but a couple of years ago when I started having guests. It's just amazing the connections you can make with people. And the people that you attract really out of no effort on your own. Um, and then the connection that you can build. And, and that has been one amazing benefit to me as a host and having folks like you on that, you know, we, we picked up the, the video today and it was like, we were just sitting and having a cup of coffee and it was good to go, man. So yeah, yeah that, that, absolutely. Isn't that amazing I, though I, about the human spirit? I, I, I think so. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, it's been my experience as well. And I'm not a podcaster, but being on on several different podcasts, the same thing, you know, you there, there are certain podcasters you make that connection with and um, and, and you just know that there's a, a certain element of alignment there. And it's just like it's it's just it's just fun because it's just like having an, a, a normal conversation, like you said, over a coffee or anything like that. And you just I mean, I, it's been a little while since since we chatted last time yet. We just you know, we just pick it up from where from where it was. So. Um, and that, and that's, that's a really great indication of, of how, how, you know, how aligned the, the alignment that there is and, and the similarities and, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's just really cool. Like you're saying, and, uh, when, you, and when you think how far apart we are. <laughs> yes. You're coming to us from the Island of Malta. Um, that's right. Yeah. So tell people where that is. I think we did this last show as well, but I want people to geographically sure. realize the miracle okay, of technology. So geogra- <laughs> okay. Yeah. So geographically, I am bang in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, about 60 miles south of Sicily. So it's literally, it's like we're like, it's I, when I, when you look at the map, it's like we're at the center of the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't it's, that crazy? It's, I know it is. It is. It is. It's, 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 it's just a, uh, it is. I mean, that and that that really like shows you how you know you know people sometimes tend to complain about technology, which you know I can see sometimes there's the the let's say the the let's say the negative connotations for some people and how, but it's really just about how you use it. Yeah. And then you look at this and you say, you know, it's magnificent, right? It's opened up a whole new, um, you know, I, I, especially from my end when I think about yes. it, like I like it's, I'm on an island that's 120 square miles. Yes, like it's. In it's the nice middle of the sea. With, yeah. and, right. And it's nice to be able to connect. I can connect with the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. So I can be connecting with you today in, in, in the States. I could be connecting with someone tomorrow in Australia. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's really, really 
uh, amazing, right? And uh, and and again, it's perspectives. You know, we've we've spoken about perspectives many times, and you can have a perspective of looking at, like I said, we'll use technology as an example. You can have a perspective of looking at t- technology and saying, you know, this is I don't know, it's horrible. This is something new I have to learn. Especially, you know, people I'd say my age or or you know, an older generation, um, you know, oh man, I have to learn all this and. You know, I wasn't doing this a year and a half, two years ago. <laughs> right, right. You can either say, "Listen, you know, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me look at this. Let me see what opportunities are there. Can I, can I, can I actually see more opportunities rather than complain about it and look at a completely different perspective and just shut down." So I think that's, you know, I think that's key with, you know, any any anybody who's listening as well to understand that you have the opportunity to to look at whatever you want to look at. Mm. choice is always yours you always have that choice um i had a great mentor of mine tell me you know you always have a choice you just got to choose wisely Mm. Mm. (laughs) wow that's uh first of all thanks for sharing that and second of all that's a great segue let's just jump in (laughs) last episode we talked about a lot about mindset and perspective so folks can go back and listen again to episode number 72 with ken Today, we're going to dive a little bit more into the leadership aspect. You, you have um, your, your skill set, and I'm not going to go through your whole bio again since you've been with us before, but you're a mindset coach, and your skill set was really built on uh, helping entrepreneurs kind of unleash their mindset. And, and the, the word, the term I like to use is be more organized in their perspectives and their perceptions. And so today, we're going to jump into leadership, and I want to take something you just said as our segue to really begin the conversation. And that is, we get to choose our perspective. And what I want to bring up is I heard it again yesterday. And obviously, currently, because of my my book that I mentioned earlier, my big topics are recruiting, hiring, development, um, designing culture. And right now, and really for the last, oh, eight to 10 months, as the economy has been opening back up, you, you hear a lot of business leaders saying, you know, they, they designated this era as the great resignation. Yes. And what I've redesignated it as is the golden age of hiring, because there are more available, available people now than there have ever been in modern history because of the last 18 months. What's interesting is I hear business leaders often, and often they're small business leaders or entrepreneurs make the statement that no one wants to go to work. No one wants to come to work. No one wants to get a job. And I rebuttal that quickly with, oh, a lot of people want to go to work. You just, you just have to learn where to find them. Mm-hmm. And really what's happening, and I had that conversation with someone yesterday, that exact conversation. And really what's happening is they're choosing a perspective. And they're allowing that perspective to cause damage to their psyche to bring about stress levels that are unhealthy and to cause damage to their business. And so that scenario is a really good segue into how does a leader, especially during times that we're facing now, where it is a, it is a struggle, they're getting back on their feet, they're getting moving when they're faced with those multiple perspectives and they get to choose all these voices are saying, there's no great people to hire all these voices saying, you know, we may have another phase of the pandemic or whatever that looks like, all these negative voices, how does one choose a higher road of thinking, a higher awareness, a higher level of frequency by through perspective? Yeah. Well, I think, I think one thing, one word that you just mentioned now was, was, was awareness. 
I think I think it really has to start start from there. Is that because you have a you, you, there, there's a number of leaders entrepreneurs who who still do not have when it comes to mindset uh, they still don't have the awareness of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So um, so they're not really understanding you know what their what their what their thought process is going on where where that where that perspective they, although they, they are choosing a perspective but what is this what is the perspective tied into because that perspective more or less is tied into what they believe so if you if you if you mm. essentially believe that mm. there you know there's there's not enough good workers right well well first of all what's your definition of a of, of a good of a good employee a good worker Right. So what have you defined that as? So have you defined that as as someone who um, is going to come and work with you for the rest of their life and work 40 hours a week and be totally loyal to you? Is that what you're asking for? Because those times have essentially changed, you know, that that someone will find a job and, and stay there for the rest of their life. Um, so so, you know, what's what's your perspective on that? And I think that's that's what where the awareness comes into it is to, okay, so I, I I need to look at as a leader, I need to look at okay, how I'm looking at my business and my perspective. And I think what's essential is I need to look at the culture that as a leader, the culture I am creating within my business. Mm, mm. Because because I mean, because I mean, think about it. Like uh, recently I was listening, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's right. Like the millennials who we spoke about so much are the people are the investors now. Right. That's <laughs> right? exactly right. Yes. Right. Yes. They are the investors now. Right. Yes. So, 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 you know, we've been talking about their, 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 their mindset and that, and I, and I've had some interesting to say, we were just talking before we got on it, we were talking about uh, with my daughter and, and I've had interesting discussions with her because she was like at the tail end of, of the millennials, if you mm-hmm. want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there was one time, I think it was with her, we were having a, an interesting discussion. And she was saying, yeah, she says, the thing is though, that, you know, the, the challenges that you guys had, my, 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 my era, and I'm like, I think I'm baby boomer. Um, but, um, but she said, you know, our challenges are so much more different now. We still have our challenges. There's certain challenges you guys didn't have, you know, where, I don't know, she mentioned to me, and I don't know if it's the same situation. She said, where, you know, for you to buy a home at the time was, was somewhat feasible. You could, you could do it with what, whereas now it's, it's scaled so out of proportion that it's a, it's a much bigger challenge that you guys didn't have. But also we tend to give like, for instance, millennials. And now, you know, we have the, you know, the Gen Z, the Gen Y, the, the, we tend to give them a bad, bad rap, for instance, because we say, you know, as a leader, some of them will say, you know, because they come to work, they, they have this whole thing of entitlement and they, they really don't want to work hard and all that. Yet at the same time, think about it. They want to work less, but they want to make more money. Mm-hmm. Is that such a horrible concept? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite mm-hmm. brilliant when you think about it. So, and now I'm not saying, you know, I mean, you do have to put in your, your, your hours or whatever it is. My point here is, though, is that an entrepreneur as a leader needs to see these perspectives now because the people coming into to work now are coming in with a whole different consciousness. Mm. Mm. They want purpose in their work. Right. Yes. 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 All right. They, they yes. want to have a certain element of purpose. They, they, so for instance, there's even studies that show that 
you know, why do people leave the workplace? You know, a lot of, lot of leaders think that people leave the workplace because, uh, because of the money. But the higher percentage of people that leave the workplace is because of the culture right. of the workplace. Right. So as a leader, if, if you don't have that perspective of looking and saying, or the awareness to say, okay, things are, have shifted. Things are different now. I need to create a different culture that attracts mm-hmm. the people that I'm saying aren't there because they're there, just like you said. You know, the, the minute you decide, okay, there are, there yes, there are people who want, there absolutely are people who want to work. But they also want to work in a in a culture that is is much different than potentially it's been in the past. In the sense, like I said, they want to have purpose if they work. They want to, um, you know. And this is where leadership has a huge effect. You know, do you are you creating a culture of where you want people to, you know, feel like they have to work 50, 60 hours a week? Right. Because if they if they only work forty hours a week, you know you're looking at them like you know where are you going? Like right. <laughs> you haven't. Right. So, so what is the culture that 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 the leader is actually creating? And and they and I think this is essential for them to look at to see how they are actually attracting the right workforce and a workforce that will be loyal, that will be dedicated, because they're there. They're absolutely there. Yes. I mean, there's no way that everybody is doesn't want to work. <laughs> right. Far from it. Far, far from yeah, it. It's, yeah. it's no different than, I don't know, a woman saying, you know, there's no more good men in the world right. or a man saying there's no more good women in the world. That's, yeah. that's like you said, is, is perspective. And part of that is coming from, is, is coming from the beliefs. The perspective has to come from, from it's coming from somewhere mm. because that's what you've learned. Mm. Now you learn to shift that and change that it's uh, it's I, I don't even know if we mentioned it's just like i don't know you buy a brand new car and it's the latest model mm-hmm. the minute you have that car and it's within your it's within your your perspective now if you want to call it you call it it's within your ras it affects the ras in the brain which is the reticular activating system that's now part of your belief system yeah so what happens you start to see that car everywhere everywhere everywhere, everywhere. yeah Yep. Like a pregnant woman, they get pregnant and now all of a sudden they see pregnant woman everywhere. Yeah, there's no more than there were two days ago. It's just that your awareness <laughs> is now at a level that it was not exactly at two days ago. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, That's it. I love how you're tying that into belief system because, you know, what? one of the great questions I love to ask when, you know, someone is bringing up, a, well, we can't do that or we couldn't do that or that's not going to work. One of my favorite response questions is who told you that? <laughs> where, where did you learn what you believe at this point in time? And I think that's very important. And where really where I got that question that those two questions are internally within myself, because, you know, I've done a lot of personal work, a lot of deconstruction, deconstructing previous belief systems that I found not to be true. And it is that question of well, where did I learn that? Why do I have that belief system? What experience have I gone through that taught me I can't be a good leader. I can't find great people. I can't manifest things. Where did I get that? But I think that's the key, isn't it? That many people don't yet have the courage to begin asking those questions that really kind of bring to the surface, the core of the issue. Absolutely. And, and like I said, it goes back to uh, 
you know, it's like what you don't know, you don't know. Yes, yes, yes. And what you do know, you do know. The thing is, what you do know was probably taught to you by someone. Yeah. Now, right. depending who taught you, it's not necessarily that, you know, what you were taught is not necessarily the truth. Right. If someone, if someone taught you that, I don't know, for instance, the curtain behind me, someone taught you that that color was red and not black, mm -hmm. you would believe that it's red. Right. And, and, and I think this is, this is, this is what happens sometimes is that, and again, you know, with no ill intentions from, you know, parents, people you were surrounded by when you were growing up, teachers, um, you know, not necessarily, necessarily ill and, you know, malintentions. It's just what they knew. Yes. 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 And if what they knew was limited, the chances are that it's going to pass on to you. Right. So, you know, this is, this is, this is, and this is really crucial. And that's why those questions that you're, you're, you're mentioning are absolutely important because, you know, so many people will say, you know, but what if this is a really bad idea? Hmm. And I just say, well, what if we flipped it? What if it was the best idea you ever had? Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, when doubt starts to play in, flip it. You know, oh man, I don't know if I'm good enough. But what if, what if you are really good at what you do? What if you're brilliant? What if you're, you know, one of the things that, 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 for me was a bit eye-opening as well. Now, so, and just to give people a bit of, so, so I, you know, I, I love what I do. I, I, I love what I do with, with a passion. I believe in what I do. Yet, remember, I live on an island that's 120 square miles. So when I really wanted to get the word out there and start wanting to get it on podcasts and, and all this, you know, I, I, you know, at first I'm like, oh, I wonder if what I have to offer is really good. Is right. Good right. enough. You know, you know, because like, like I'm talking to people who you know, are around the world now, all of a sudden it's not, you know, from, but, but, but amazingly for the most part, you know, it's like, you know, you know, people tell, you know, I'll be on podcasts and say, Ken, that was really good. You know, like, I'd, I'd love to invite you back that, you know, and, and, and I'm going, okay. There's something to yeah, this. this. There's something there's to something this. There's something to this. <laughs> right. This makes sense. And I think this is what happens to, to, you know, this can happen to leaders. And as leaders, remember, sometimes people are put in leadership positions, especially when we're talking about someone who got promoted, for instance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now they're expected to have all the answers. Right. And again, and again, don't. I want to go back to what you said earlier about buying that new car. Their perception hasn't changed from the day before they got promoted. Yeah. Their knowledge base is normally the same. They normally haven't been trained. They normally haven't been taught. They just get promoted because they've been there a long time and maybe they were a hard worker. And, and, and they may have been very good at what they were doing, but now they've been promoted to a managerial yep. position for and instance. The expectation and now goes, they're expected to be a manager right. and they're expected to have all these answers and they don't. And that can right. be very daunting for a leader. Yeah. Because now yeah. like I'm supposed to have the answers, but I don't have the answers. That can be scary. 100 right and and then the doubt and the doubt starts to come in am i good enough and and all of these things so that's why it's really good as well to have you know good people surround and to be and you know you know being humble too being mm -hmm. humble in the sense of being willing to willing to ask someone who you know is really good at that in that area hey listen i need some help with this i don't quite understand this and being able to do that and i think that connection if we're going to talk about leaders and entrepreneurs and that connection with their people I think that is essential as well so that yes. you, and this is where emotional intelligence comes in because, 
you know, I had someone recently tell me, you know, he was, this guy's really young guy and he's, and he's just starting out becoming a, he's a, he's a soccer coach um, and he's, and he's working with kids. And he was talking about how, you know, he feels it's really important that there's discipline. And I was asking him like, so what's discipline to you? Mm. And he says, well, discipline to me is that, you know, when the kids come on the, on, 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 on the soccer pitch that, you know, now it's time for soccer. So now, you know, you're, they're fully attentive, you know, they're, it's, it's, it's not school. It's not this, it's not that. I said, that's wonderful. That's great. I get that. The thing is they're kids. Right. Right. And understanding that they might be coming with problems they're having from home problems they're having school the all these emotional things that they're still dealing with you can't really expect and and i've had that personal experience myself i remember when i had first moved to malta the academic level here is very high and i was i I remember being on a soccer pitch i was i was playing and and the coach is like what's what's up and i'm going like i'm i don't know if i'm going to keep up with my work i don't know if i can keep up with my homework like forget forget soccer (laughs) really concerned that i'm not going to be able to keep up you know and all and anyway so there's all these things going on right so so it's 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 really important now taking it to a leader that same thing with with adults Mm -hmm. they're going to have their emotional stuff going on and as a leader this is where emotional intelligence and this is where the awareness is essential so that you understand that these are human beings and they have their stuff they have their crap they're going through as well so, you know, and this is, this is ties in with the culture that you want to create at the business at, at, and in, in the business that you are and how important it is to start looking at that and building that culture, because that culture, yes. your people, yes, they're your, they're big, your biggest asset. Yes. They're your biggest asset and you take care of them and everything else gets taken care of. But we get it backwards, right? We, it's just like, I was talking to someone earlier today and they're looking at starting a new business. And I I said, uh, I said, so how's your culture design going? What does that look like? You know? And and they were kind of telling me, and I said, you know, the mistake that most business people make and most entrepreneurs make is they never strategically design or define their culture. They never define how they want their people to live, move, exist. You know, what, what does it look like when your employee engages a customer, client, et cetera? And my argument always is that should be the first thing you do before you set out to make a business plan, before you get ready to do whatever you're going to do resource-wise. The first thing you need to do is design and define how you are going to exist in the world, aka culture. But most people don't. And so not only that, but we kind of alluded to people that get promoted into positions um, who may not even necessarily have the opportunity. You know, they already work for an existing institution. And it's like, well, that culture was created long before they showed up. And I think that's an interesting question that I would love your response on is what does someone do who is working potentially for an institutionalized business already? How can they potentially impact culture in an environment where this overarching culture already exists? That's an interesting question. I think, you know, everything that when it, when it comes to a business, you know, it, it, you know, everything that's happening. And if we're going to look at, you know, top and bottom, let's, let's, let's say that, but everything that's happening down here in the business is a symptom of what's mm. happening up here. Mm. 
So everything does have to start from up here. Mm -hmm. And you, so you have a leader and they have a vision and they have a vision of how they want to see the culture. And, and, and then they're going to pass that vision on to, to the next layer. And they're going to pass that vision on to the next layer. It's one of the, like I said, one of the reasons I wanted to work with entrepreneurs and, and yeah. leaders is so that we can start to shift that way of thinking Yes. And so that they can pass it on to their people. Now, if this is, I mean, it's, if someone is in a position where they want to change the culture, I mean, they're going to have to go here mm-hmm. and say, listen, I have this vision of this and get the, and get the way I see it. They got to get the buy-in here. Mm-hmm. Because it is useless for that person to want to create that culture here when the person here or, or the group here it doesn't have that vision. They're not on the same page. So that's going to be a big challenge. Now, the, the other thing is, though, is that you, ha- you could potentially have someone in that position that wants to change the culture. And, it could, and, and what the present culture is, if that is going to be incongruent, let's say, with the values Yes. that that person has that's going to create that could potentially yeah. create uh, a, a so you know i don't know for some reason i don't know the the culture of the business is it you know it's sort of like okay to lie to the client right 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 yeah good example <laughs> not good that i example. think yes. but, but not that i i i like in no in no instance do i agree that it should be like that but if the culture of the if the company is like it's that's okay to tell the client this and to tell them this and you know but that's but if 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 honesty for me is a very high value, this is going to create a tremendous incongruency. Right. right. I know people who got sick going to work. Yes. Because they couldn't handle the discrepancy of the values and they had to literally leave. They just couldn't handle it. Every time they're heading to work, they get sick, literally physically sick. Right. They just couldn't handle the discrepancy in values. So these, the, all these things are going to come into play. You know, and and it's like I said, it definitely comes. It has to come from leadership, and leader, and from the leadership downwards, because everything happening down here, all the problems, again, are symptoms of leadership. It's the symptoms of what's happening up here. So I, that's it's it's essential that somehow it starts from the top, and it works its way down, and it works its way down because there has to be the buy-in. And like you said, it's a great thing. The great thing about starting off with the the culture, knowing what the culture is, what you culture want, having the vision of the culture, and tying it in with, uh, I'm, I'm thinking tying it in with um, a mission statement, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that now you have a foundation mm-hmm. on which to make your decisions. Yes, yes, which right? which is why so the, culture is so valuable, right? It's your compass. Absolutely. It is your exactly. So, so now, exactly. So now any decisions that I'm making and you're looking at, okay, we're going to make this decision. Is this in line with the culture that we've said we want to have? Yes. Is this in line with the mission statement that we, we, we said we want to have? Well, you know what? It's not exactly in. So how can we make it that it actually is? Mm-hmm. That it is more, if we saying we want to have this type of culture, do we need to shift? You know, you will potentially shift from time to time, make adjustments, whatever it may be, but are Ultimately, and I think this is one of the challenges of entrepreneurs is that over a period of time, um, they tend to forget what their original values are were when they actually started out in their business. One of them being <laughs> simply freedom. Hmm. <laughs> As many right. entre- most entrepreneurs right. start their business because they want freedom. Yeah. Yet then they find themselves. Yeah. 
working really long hours and constantly. And I think we probably mentioned this last time as well. But now that's completely incongruent to what you said you, the reason you said you started your business. So you need to go back and say, okay, wait a second. What can I shift it so I can, I can align myself again with that freedom, with that honesty, with that integrity, with balance, whatever it may be, all those things that you said you wanted in the beginning of your business. And I think that's essential for any entrepreneur to look at every so often, mm. to look mm. at and say, okay, you know, let me look at the different and, and potentially look at the, all the different areas of my life. You know, whether it be your, your career, your business, your health, your, your, your spirituality, your, your, uh, the, 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 your personal development, whatever it may be, and look at those areas and say, okay, are they, are they moving in the direction that I want to move? Them? Are they actually moving in the direction I want to move them? Or, you know, am I, am, is this area a bit stuck? Okay, what can I change? What can I adjust? Why haven't I looked at this recently? And this is how you shift it here and there. And this is what creates the balance too, right? So many people think that balance is, 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 is if you have five different areas that there's 20% in each area, it's balance is not that right. There are times, as you well know, right now with a launch of a book, there are times when you're going to be heavily mm-hmm. involved in, and, and that's taking up a, a high percentage of your time. Mm-hmm. At some point, you'll probably realize okay, I need to shift this again. I need to pay a little more attention to my relationships because I'm not paying enough attention to my relationship. Potentially, maybe not. But it's good to look at it so that that's how you keep the balance. Oh, I need to be looking. I haven't been taking care of my health. I mean, you know, you're, you're, so, you're so lost in your business. Right, right. That you've completely forgotten about your health. Well, you don't take care of your health. You're totally useless to, yes. to your business if you're sick. There's always a price to pay, right? In that exchange, no, no, nothing, nothing is uh, an exchange is exactly that. Nothing is traded for free, and I think a lot of people don't realize that when it comes to that idea of balance, when it comes to that idea of leadership, of entrepreneurship, is that, for example, in the example you gave with me, you know, I've got a book launch. Ninety percent of my focus is my book launch that comes mm-hmm. at a price. And mm-hmm. so I, I think the point, the underlying point that you're really highlighting here is as long as we're cognizant and aware of that price that's being paid down the road, we can come back and readjust to where maybe we do need the pendulum to swing a little differently because a price is always Absolutely. being paid. Well, it's looking at things. It, it's also looking at it holistically. Yes. So when I yes. say looking at it holistically, right. It's saying, okay, listen, um, you know, I'm going to be dedicating a lot of time here now I, and, and I'm going to be saying, okay, so how is this going to have an effect on my relationships? Right. How is this going to have an effect on my health? How is this going to have an effect on my social life? How is this going to have an effect on my personal time? How, and you're looking at all of these different things and how they're going to have an effect. Now you say, okay, you mentioned there's a price for it. Is the price worth it? Yes. Right. Do I want to do this? Right. I might need to sit down with my partner and say, listen, I'm, I'm heading in this direction for a while. So, you know, our relationship, for instance, is going to be a little bit different right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to have as much time. Are we good with this? It's temporary. Mm-hmm. Are we good with this? Yes. Everything's understood. Good communication, you know, and, and again, this is, the, and I'm just mentioning this because it's no different in, in a, in a, in a business, in the culture of right. a business. Is right. there good communication? 
right? And this is what's happening. And this is what's happening. So, and, and then every so often, listen, okay, now it's time to shift. Now it's time to shift. Yeah. And you know what? The book launch is over. I'm using this example, but, you know, it, or, or we're pretty well there now. I can dedicate more time to our relationship, to my health. Like, and again, you know, do I want to do it at the detriment of my health? Is it worth it? (laughs) For instance, (laughs) but these are important questions to ask you, even a business, an important question. Like I've spoken with entrepreneurs, for instance, where they tell me, you know, because I'm, you know, I I really want to expand. I want to expand and, you know, scaling up and all this stuff. I just simply ask, great, that's fantastic. So why do you want to do that? I mean, what's the reason that you want to do that? Why do you want to scale up? And it's amazing how there are business people that I've spoken to as well, who they tell me, you know what, Ken, I really wish I didn't expand mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I no longer have, I, I, I have less time. And not only that, I'm actually left with less money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that always happens and I'm not saying expansion isn't there to be not is, expansion is, is not meant to happen. It's just really important to ask yourself why. Well, what, and is, what is, and is there, is it right for you at this moment in life, I think that's, I think that, mm-hmm. that why question is the open door question. And I think that follow-up is just because everyone else is scaling and expanding and maybe you're trying to, I, you know, because what, in my experience, what I see a lot of people do is they're really just wanting to keep up with the Joneses, right? They're just wanting to keep that's, up that, that's, with this. That's culture. one of the questions as to why. So yeah. why? Oh, because, you know, I want to build this empire. Well, okay, great. Why do you want to build this empire? Right, right. Well, so people can look at me and say, look at him. He has an empire. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's, but if that's the reason why, or, you know, my so only stuff, because when I get to that, that stage, then I'm, you know, I'll, I'll really be happy or whatever. Maybe. Okay. Mm. I'll go. Okay. But are you actually going to be, happy? You, do you think you're going to be, could you be happy now? <laughs> right. Could you yes. be happy now? Could you enjoy like, you know, or are you just going to, what happens if you don't reach what you're saying you want to reach? Mm. What if it doesn't work out? Could you still be happy? So there's, that's why there's this, this question. And it, it's, it's, and like I said, there's, there's no harm in, in expanding at all, but you got to do it in a way that like, you know, even when it comes to a business and have certain, you know, ultimately then you're going to look at having certain, you know, systems in place as well, because ultimately if you're going to end up, you know, I like to say, you know, are you, are you, are you living for your business or are you in the business of living? Mm. You know, what is it? Are you just in the, you know, you're just living for your business. That's it. That's all, that's all, that's all you're living for. And all, everything else is, has been put to the wayside. So again, even when you're expanding, you got to look at it. You got to look at it holistically. Why am I doing this? What's going to happen? How is it going to have an effect? And looking at it and, and, and seeing, and, and sometimes, like you said, it's, it's, it potentially could be keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, yeah, it could be, I mean, which ultimately then starts, we start getting into understanding a little more about about ego and how that gets that can potentially get in the way. But again, what have people learned? Right. You know, people right. have learned, you know, and, and, and sometimes they're seeing stuff, even when it comes to social media, that it's not the truth. Yes. Yeah. They're seeing facades yes. that aren't even true. Yes. Right. They're seeing facades are like, Oh, look at these people. They did all this and that. But you don't even know what's going on in there. Yeah, what's, the what's the happy. real story? What's the real? Yeah, story? you don't yeah. you don't know all that's 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 there. Yeah. Right. So so, but you know, people get deceived by this sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I, and that's why it's so important to go inside. It's always on it. There's there's nothing outside of you 
that is going to make you happy. And I think it's, you know, it's, and, you know, and everything we do in this life, whatever you do, like you wrote a book because you believe that it was going to make you feel good writing that book. You go to have a coffee because you're going to feel good. Anything you do in your life, you do it because you believe that you're going to feel good by doing it. Otherwise you wouldn't do it. The deception is, (laughs) the deception is that anything outside of you, which are all great, don't get me wrong, having a business that's flourishing, having the car that you want, having the home that you want, writing the book that you always wanted to write, and all of these things, they're wonderful. There's no harm at all. The only thing I'm saying is that it's not that that is ultimately going to give you your happiness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That has to come from within you and the awareness and going inside and starting to realize that you, you, your joy Mm. is in this moment now Mm. and not in your future. And it wasn't in your past. Yeah. It's, it's right now. And it's something recently that I came across as well. That I was, I was listening to, uh, it was Eckhart Tolle and he was talking about purpose and, you know, many people are in search of that purpose and, you know, and, and he's mentioned something that I thought was like really cool. And I've, I've been, I've been like, and it was like your purpose. So my purpose right now in my life is this conversation that you and I are having. Mm. That's my purpose. After this conversation, I'll move on to something else. That will be my purpose. And then I will be, and then I'll, you know, you'll go and meet your children. That will be your purpose at that point in time in your life. You will go and do a podcast and for your book launch, that will be your purpose at that point in time. And you just go about moment to moment. That is your purpose. And as you do that, your bigger purpose will automatically begin to unfold. So you just give attention to what you're doing. Give that, say, that's my purpose right now. And you have that joy in that moment, appreciation in that moment. And you will start to have that appreciation continuously. Right. And that's what you'll be transmitting to the universe. And the only thing the universe can give you back is in alignment with that. I read a statement recently that I... I actually added to my daily mantra book and, and that, um, that statement is your passion is for yourself. Your purpose is for others. And that's very similar to what you're saying is that, you know, when you focus on the moment and, and be fully present in each moment and, and for some that may be wondering what in the world does this have to do with leadership? I think it has everything <laughs> to do with <laughs> leadership because what the, you know, the, gr- the, great, it- the greatest thing we could tell leaders is to be fully present. And you, you started the conversation with raising that level of awareness and understanding and, and having the propensity to be fully present in each engagement, in each moment with yourself and with others is really the magic to great leadership, right? Absolutely. And yeah, and an understanding. So as a leader, when you start to, and you do become more aware and start to understand that y- you, uh, I am no different than you, mm, Mitch. Yes. And I am no different, as a leader, I am no different than everybody in my 
whole business in my, we're all the same. So, so we're all having an effect on each other. We're all connected. So when you start, and that's why when you go inside and, and it's, it's, and and you, and and so it's literally impossible for, for me to be kind to someone else without being kind to myself. Yes. As I'm being kind to someone else, I am automatically being kind to myself because we're connected. We're one in the same. Right. And it goes the other way as well. I can't hurt someone else without hurting myself. Yes. So imagine leaders understanding this. Right. And I love to mention this with entrepreneurs. And I, and I'll, I actually give them, a, I say to them, okay, so this week, approach it this way and, and approach, you know, approach your whole life today in your business, wherever you are, because you could just be at the grocery store in front of the cashier. But if you realize that that person is exactly the same as you, they are you, would you treat them differently? Would you interact differently? How would you interact? And and so as a leader doing that within your business, that will be mind blowing Mm -hmm. because now it's not about me and you, you know, and me, it's, it's about us. It's about me being the same as you. I can treat you in a way that's respectable. And that's how you start to create that culture. Yes. And you create that culture. You want to build loyalty with your people that, you know, you take this one step and it will make a huge difference. Now it doesn't mean you, you're still going to be creating certain boundaries. You're still going to all this stuff, but you're going to be approaching things in a totally, totally different way. But again, you know, I'll be honest with you. And I mean, this is why I love doing what I do as well. Like this is stuff that, Entrepreneurs are not being taught. No, no, and very few people. It's not think the about norm. It. No, it's not. It's not the norm. No. It's not, not the norm. They're not they're, even close. You know, we're not even. Yeah, close. It's, it's you know, it's it's all about the grind. It's all about the hustle. It's all about the go 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 go. It's all about um, you know, uh, you know, I, I gotta go. I gotta I gotta get a piece of the pie before someone else, and all of these things. Whereas that is it. It it has to go. For a business to survive now, because it's that 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 shift is happening, and it that just has to go, and it has to it has to come from a whole different place, and again that can't happen until and and it starts with the individual. The individual just they start to go inside. When I say go inside, you know sometimes it's just having that bit of quiet time, and being able and and creating that awareness and learning. That's the amazing thing, yeah. you know, mindset. Right? We're talking about mindset. And I don't think I talked about this last time about, I came up with something called the triple U syndrome. I don't think we talked, talked about this last time. I don't think I had come up with it. I don't remember. So tell us. (laughs) So I call it the triple U syndrome, the U being the letter U. Okay. And the triple U syndrome is simply this, is that, you know, mindset, most people have heard about mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Information is readily available. Right? You can have more information at your fingertips in one day than my grandparents could have had in a lifetime. Yes. Yes. So the first you, but it's amazing how still we underrate mindset. Right. Someone here, someone might hear this talk and go, oh, this is really interesting. You know, I want to look at it. And they might look into it for a day or two. 
a week, but somehow it gets put on the back burner because mm. it's underrated. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you it's your superpower. Right. I'm convinced. I know it's your superpower. Yeah. Yet people will underrate it. Because they underrate it, they underestimate it. That's the second you. Mm. They underestimate it. And again, it just gets left on the back burner. You know, one day I'll get to it. No different than, I don't know, have you ever <laughs> mentioning books? And I'm, I'm trusting that this is not going to happen with your <laughs> book, okay? But have you ever bought a book and just left it on the shelf? Mm. Like, and didn't get around to reading it? Or it took you a long time to get to reading it? The book's right there. It's on the shelf. You just have to pull it off the shelf. Yeah. No different than learning about your mindset. You just have to decide, I want to learn. And because it gets underrated and underestimated, it gets underutilized. Mm. It gets underutilized. And it gets left there. And it just gets left there. I'm What I'm saying is, like, bring that thing forefront. Right. Bring it here in front right. of you every single day. Make it a point every single day to learn that little bit more, to understand a little bit more about mindset. It is not. I'm telling everybody who's listening now. It is not rocket science right anybody and everybody can learn about it and, 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 and it everyone lives within it you're already living within your own mindset yes absolutely you're using you're using all it. the time but the difference is now you can use it purposefully yes. not randomly yes not yes. randomly you start to use it purposely with purpose yes. and you start to that's how you start to create the results and the yep. experiences that you want. And it makes a huge, huge difference. So we'll say many of us, most of the time are walking around with monkey mind, swinging <laughs> from tree to tree chaotically, randomly. Yeah. And we're, we're talking about taking control of the mind and using it intentionally. Except, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and just, and using it. Yeah. On purpose and saying, okay, these are the results I want to create. I mean, any results that you're having in your life, any experiences you're having in your life are the byproduct of the way you think. Yes. Yes. And the way you think is, is connected with your beliefs. Yes. So that's why you need to create the awareness because you need to start to look and say, you know what? I'm really not happy with these results in my life. Well, if you're not happy there, what are you thinking to create those results? Mm. Which is tied in with what do you believe? Mm. I, you know, well, I, I believe that I'm not good enough. Many people believe they're not good enough. Yeah. Well, who decided that? That's a question you asked. Who decided that? Right. Who decided that a sunny day is a beautiful day? And who decided that a rainy day is an ugly day? Mm. Mm. Who decided one is bad weather and one is good weather? Yeah, It's just weather. Your perception of it. Right. How many people do you meet? I meet people that say like, oh man, this weather really affects me. The weather affects you. You let the weather affect you. You can mm. change that. Mm. You don't have to let it affect you. You've just decided that it does. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's okay. If it works for you, fine. No problem. I won't take it away from you. But if it's not working for you, if it's not resourceful, flip it, change it. You can change it. You have the opportunity to change it. You just got to make a decision too. Mm. I love that. Um, I want to go back to what you said and we'll, we'll start wrapping up. I want everything you said about um, the aspect of leadership in relating to others. Uh, when you're kind to someone else, you're kind to yourself. You know, that 
the word they kept popping to mind is empathy. You know, that, that is the epitome of empathetic leadership. And I think too often leaders become apathetic for a mm -hmm. variety of reasons. Sometimes, sometimes not even their own fault. You know, it's just, we started this whole conversation with someone who gets promoted into a position that they have no rhyme or reason to be in. They may not even want to be in it. It's just, it pay it pays $15,000 a year more and they get three more vacation days. Well, of course they're going to take it, but they become apathetic really quickly because it just becomes so overwhelming. And yeah. so it is switching that apathy or propensity for apathy into empathy. And that does begin internally. Um, and that's such a powerful thing to think about. And, and I want to say also the mantra of the Mitch Gray show is bringing the art of humanity back to leadership and, everything you've said for the last 35, 40 minutes is exactly that. It's bringing <laughs> that art of humanity. And, and what I like to tell leaders constantly is when you can learn to lead from your humanity, mistakes, accomplishments, good, bad, indifferent. Yeah. When you can learn to lead from that humanity, that provides a connection with people that is immeasurable. And um, the gateway to success, in my opinion, real true not just monetary success, but personal success, you know, and mental success, emotional success, all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, it's, you know, and, and, and that's where it, it really does all start there. Like it, it's because when you have that, you know, that the authenticity, the, mm -hmm. you know, being true to yourself rather than having to, to, to put on a show. Right. 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 It's no different than like a podcast. Yeah. When, when, it, when it can be a conversation that is authentic, that is, that is true, that it's not forced. It's not, it, 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 it people hear that. Yes. People yes. hear that. They, 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 they can, cause people, people are not stupid. Right. <laughs> they, they, right. they're, they're very smart. They, they know what they're, they're listening to and they, they can see through these things. But the, the interesting thing, because when you mentioned the monetary is that, see, the thing is when you start to become authentic, when you start to become aware and you go inside the the monetary will automatically happen. It's a byproduct yes. of all of that. Yes. So yes. that's why it's not about chasing the money. Right. Which is all good. Don't get me wrong. I love money. I, there's no problem with it. People right. can be spiritual and rich. Let's make that clear. Yes. You don't have to be yes. one or the other. No. Okay. You can have it all. <laughs> you can have it all. And we want you to. Uh, we want you to. <laughs> but again, but 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 this, yeah, and we want you. And that's this thing that again, it comes down to what you've been taught. Because if you've been taught, you have to be either one. Like think about the conflicts, right? <laughs> oh, I've lived oh, it. Man, I've rich, lived it. I've lived yeah. that exact conflict. I was I was yeah. raised in a culture where money was evil, and if you were wealthy, you had to have sold your soul to the devil, and you were also going to hell because yeah. you can't be wealthy and spiritual. You couldn't, and yeah. and you talk about deconstructing a belief system. Oh it's, yeah, it's not easy work, but it's rewarding work. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And when you when we realize that though, as well. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a weight that gets lifted off your shoulders. Yes. Like even think about authenticity. Yes. This is why I like to talk to people, you know, when you can be authentic, it's a huge weight off your shoulders. Cause now mm. you're not, there's nothing to hide. There's nothing to, you know, have pretenses to keep up or whatever it is. You can just be yourself yeah. where so many people are carrying this heavy load because they're not being themselves. It could be as simple as, I don't know, being invited. I mentioned this today somewhere. Yeah. Being invited to, I don't know, a wedding. And 
you, you really don't feel like going. Mm-hmm. Are you going out of obligation? Or are you going because you truly want to go and enjoy it? But if you're going out of obligation, don't go. <laughs> don't go. Because obligation is a very low vibration. You're just taking in a low energy there. Mm. Don't go. But so many mm. people get caught up. Oh, what are people going to think about me and this and this? Well, again, the minute you can release that and not worry about what people are going to think, again, that's another weight lifted off your shoulders. Yeah, I love that. So many people get caught up in thinking yeah. that other people are thinking about them. And people aren't thinking about you. No. Because they're the center of their universe, just like you're the center of your universe. So you're thinking, oh my God, that person's thinking about me. I wonder what they're thinking. And now I'm getting all worried because <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about what I think they're thinking about me. Yeah. And they're not because they're at home having dinner and enjoying their life or whatever. And they're not thinking about you. No. <laughs> so the minute you could go, you know what? I, I, I'm really not worried about what people think. So, you know, even people listening here, for instance, some people, you'll have some people going, wow, this is, this was fantastic. It was absolutely brilliant. And you have people going, this is a load of crap. Next episode, please. Next episode. Yeah. Who, who cares? <laughs> But guess what? But guess what? We're still going to produce and, and, and distribute it either way. That's it. That's it. Right. So because there's always going to be that element, that element's always going to be there. It doesn't matter because people have different perceptions. We came right back to perceptions. That's right. right? So it doesn't matter. It's just a perception. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the truth. It's just a perception. Yeah. My, my favorite saying is truth is perceptive. Because everyone's truth, everyone's truth is scaled based on their perception. And that truth is going to change because perception changes. Yeah. And then if we take it a whole different, and it's a different direction. And and I had read that truth, actual, real, so knowledge. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we got to get into definitions, right? Yes, knowledge. No, yep. not, 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 not definitions, but knowledge. Yep. So it's actually, it would be, knowledge is not perception. Correct. Because yes. knowledge is knowledge. Knowing is yes. knowing. Yes. So it's no longer perception. Yes. Which is why I call it definitions, because most of the time when people talk about truth, what they're really discussing is their perception or their experience perception. Yes. or what has been yes. relayed to them as truth. Yeah. Absolutely. I even and, see, and, even but when most I'm, people don't talk about knowledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but also, so even when I'm teaching, like I'll say, listen, you know, so this is how I see it. Like you yes. can, and even for anyone listening here, you can, if you hear something and, and you think that, okay, like, this is, like, I get, this makes sense. Take it, run with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you hear something that I'm saying and you go and you, and you like, nah, I, I, this doesn't make sense to me. That's okay. Right. Don't take it, right. put it aside. It's okay because it ultimately it's still my 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 perception. It yeah. seems like my truth. I'm only I'm only um, you know sharing experiences that I've had that have worked for me, and could and I believe could potentially work for you. But again, yeah. ultimately, then it is there. There really is, and that's a whole different ballgame. There's one truth, and that's it. There's, yeah. Yeah. This, and that's why everything's from the inside because that's the only thing that is actually true. Well, it's like, um, it's, 
it's like before we started recording and we were discussing parenting <laughs> and how, you know, you, you and I, uh, have already parented our children and they're adults and they've moved on yeah. and we've done what we've done. And, and, uh, we look back and we go, man, I, you know, maybe I would have done something a little different. And, <laughs> and the reason I say that is that, that, that is the truth is that it's, it's evolutionary and it's yes. experiential. And so, you know, and I, and I want to come back to, we've, we've kind of gone a lot of places yet, yet also simultaneously stayed in the same place. And that same place is, um, doing the work internally is what matters most. Um, Absolutely. yet we don't, we live in a culture that doesn't place that as priority. In fact, many people, um, and I can say this cause I came from this culture. Many people grow in a culture that that's actually taught against, Mm -hmm. that doing internal work is actually selfish. And I want to give people permission and the audacity to actually do the internal work because that's where living is found. And that will Absolutely. open the gateway to so much more uh, depth in life. And so I would actually say, yeah, be selfish. It's okay. Take care 100%, of yourself. 100%. Because you can't, yes. you can't, you can't take care of anybody else if you haven't no. taken care of yourself. And if we're talking about leadership, you, that matters. That matters yeah. so much. Yes. I can't, I can't, if, if, if I can't give you an apple, if I don't have an apple. Right. I can exactly. want to give you an apple, but if I don't have the apple, I can't give it to you. Yeah. And I can't, I can't, I can't love someone. I can't respect someone if I still haven't learned how to love myself and to respect myself. Yes, that's exactly right. I always argue with people that it's actually the most selfless work you can do. It is. Because it when is. you do Absolutely. that internal work, you can give. And, and that, that ties directly to that connection point we're talking about. You, you cannot connect with people if, if you're struggling with doing the internal work because you don't understand the connection points, the energy, what's happening in those situations and living in that depth of life. Um, and that's, and it does take audacity. It takes audacity to step inside yourself. And so, uh, Ken, this has been yeah. amazing, man. We could, uh, we could definitely go all day on this and, and I love it. We'll <laughs> I'll probably have you back on the show next season so we can explore some more. Hey, before, be we, pleasure. before we sign off, brother, tell people, um, I know you have at least one project going right now, but tell people where they yeah. can connect with you. Maybe just a little bit about your project and maybe where people can sure, access. No yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I am working with, 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 with entrepreneurs, specifically with entrepreneurs. And um, I've put together a program, which is called the inside lane. Um, for obvious reasons that we've been talking about um, because it is all about going inside and understanding how to do that. And uh, it's a 12 month program. And there's a reason that it's a 12 month program because I didn't want to put together a program that I felt was uh, a bandaid. Mm. I wanted something that was going to, was going to have a very, very strong foundation um, and, and can, can catalyst uh, an entrepreneur forward with changing the way they think, changing the, 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 the awareness and I go through five different pillars throughout the, the, the program throughout the 12 months um, it is group consulting so but at the same time the way I've got it set up and people can look into depth in more depth I'll send them to a, to a link but um, it, the way I have it set up though that there is individual attention too hmm. so it's not just about the group but I have it set up that you could literally ask me a question by video hmm. I'll get the question and I'll reply to you by video awesome. so it's it's all done online 
Um, uh, and, and, and the great thing is this, the, essentially what I want is entrepreneurs to actually have more time freedom. From, from, from my experience and, and some of the research that I've done, a lot of entrepreneurs are just, have, just don't have the time freedom that they said they truly right. wanted. Right. And I can guarantee them throughout this program, but by the end of this program, they're gonna have uh, much more time freedom. Um, and and the best the best thing for them to do is is simply this is is go to uh, the uh, to the successful entrepreneur mm-hmm. They can go there and they can get more information there and then if it resonates with them um, they can they can take more action from there. That's that's what I would highly suggest that they do. Um, uh, and uh, right now right now um, I'm not sure when this is going to be launched. But uh, they they have they have a particularly really good offer at this point in time, because cool. um, I just want I want to really want to make a difference with entrepreneurs and um, and I just really want to bring them into the program. So that's that's really what it's all about. Awesome, awesome. The successful entrepreneur now, correct? That, that's right. Awesome, yeah. and we'll have that in the show notes as well. So, Ken, uh, thanks for joining us from the island of Malta again through the miracle of technology um, love yeah. having you on the show brothers and sisters thank you for listening to the mitch grace show make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts subscribe to our youtube channel mitch gray media where you will find most of our episodes as well as other um, products and services that will help you lead well we do have a new website for uh, support of the book it's called recruitgreatpeople.com make sure you go look at that if you are a business owner or entrepreneur starting a business on that website you can find some great free resources and tools to help you build your all-star team um, if you have any questions for ken i think he's on linkedin as well look him up i'm sure he'll take a message if you have any i know mindset can be kind of a broad topic for many people so connect <laughs> with ken look at his website and uh, if you if you find his services advantageous then Get that rolling as soon as possible. We thank you for listening and have a great day.